Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig DeLuz, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piroworski. I am your co-host from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most, here on The Rundown, 2A, 2A News, 2A News conservative views craig special day oh yes mike 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 guess what day it is guess what it's raining it's not taco tuesday, tuesday. <laughs> yes yes i thought it was taco tuesday again no, 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 no. we are not going Damn back it. in time we're not going back in time uh it, it's another day mike it, it it's another day Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day. <laughs> it's hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Yes, folks, it is hu- actually hump day. Taco Tuesday was yesterday, but it is actually hump day where we attempt to begin the weekend, sometimes in, futali- in fut- futility, sometimes in futility, sometimes not. But hey. It's all in the effort, ain't it, Mike? Craig, hear me out. Hear me out. Taco hump day. Tump day. <laughs> A long 48-hour day. Yeah. Talk, we, we meet at midnight and have t- taco hump day in between. <laughs> that, just, that just sounds all kinds of wrong. <laughs> no, but El Taco or someplace like that, it's open late, right? And you got, right. We, have the, we have midnight tacos on hump day. There you go. There you go. Isn't that like yeah, a maybe. temporal? Wouldn't that create like a temporal anomaly or something like that? Just the convergence of two such significant days together, uh, trying to cross from one over to the other and mix the two together. That It just seems like it would break the fabric of, of existence. I, I know of such a place, Craig. Um, there's, a, there's a place in Nashville, okay. uh, a, a big intersection, and across the street from each other is a crystals and a white castle existing coexisting together at the center of the nexus of the universe (laughs) wow that that's got to create that that's got to there's got to be some sort of law of physics that prevents that from actually happening i don't know how that happens but if it's going to happen it'd happen in nashville it's funny because when you drive through the intersection you see these these wavy lines and you're actually looking back in the future or in or into the into into the past you know it's just it's a weird place to be definitely a weird place to be sounds and like having sounds them like both in your weird. same hands yeah <laughs> sounds yeah. like a very weird place to be That's all right Mike, before we get into it how about a quick shout out to our sponsors yes let's say hello to our good friends at hitman industries at hitmanindustries.net hitmanindustries.net if you've got yourself an ar in the last five or so years odds are you may have one of their barrels already but now you could buy them individually. Go out and make your own build or change the barrel in your rifle now. Hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. Let's say hello to the California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind the enemy lines. Make sure you uh, reach out to them with your support and your dollars. And then, of course, if you want some cool, awesome tactical gear, it's uscombatgear.com. 
That's right, folks. As I always tell you, the links to their websites are in the description of this program. All you got to do is click on it, go there, check them out. If you like what you see, spend some money with them and make sure you tell them that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. Also, make sure if you have not already done so, please make sure to like, make sure to share and make sure to subscribe. It's very, very important because as we all know, the algorithms do not want conservatives nor supporters of the Second Amendment to have their views and their opinions proliferate throughout the Internet. So they do what they can through their algorithms to suppress us, to keep us down. So the best way for us to spread the word is for you to spread the word. So tell your friends they can listen to us wherever they listen to their podcasts or you can watch us wherever you watch your videos. It's real simple. Just let them know. Remember, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. There you go. Hey, Craig, before we jump into the uh, the stories of the day, I want to make a clarification on one of our stories yesterday, if that's all right. Oh, no, most definitely. We uh, we were talking 9-11 yesterday, coming off the 9-11 weekend. Uh, and uh, the stories, we were talking about, uh, what's her name, Representative PayPal there, how she keeps including the terrorists. Um the, the total number we know is 2977, 2977. That's uh, those that died at uh, uh, during 9-11 at the, the three different locations. Um, I, during the story, I said, you know, that the 9-11 disease, you know, from, results from contamination from uh, uh, World Trade Center, mostly uh, that that number of responders dying would soon pass the numbers killed that day. Uh, and, and you know what? My information was was two, three years old. So I went and pulled it up afterwards, wanted to be sure. That as of last year, so this is this information is a year old. As of last year, the total number of first responders confirmed to have died from 9/11 syndrome or 9/11 disease is uh, 4,627. So it has already surpassed it by almost, you know, uh, was it 1,650? Uh, it, it's passed it that that much. It's um, it's horrible. It's going to continue to happen, uh, Craig. One of the reasons is many of the first responders that day were. Young men that are usually first responders in their 20s and 30s, well, now they're in their 40s and 50s. And when they'd normally be facing life's, you know, health crises and diseases, well, they're finding that uh, up to 30 to 70% more likely to suffer from 9-11 disease are, the, are these first responders. So uh, it's, a, it's an astounding rate that they're getting it above the, uh, the average public. So. These numbers are going to continue to rise. You know, Mike, it was it was interesting because as you said it, it just felt like you know what I, I just I knew, I knew it wasn't far. We if we were if we had not surpassed it, we were we were not far off, and it just right. felt. And I when I say it felt right, it felt so correct in in my spirit. I was like, oh man, I can only imagine what those numbers actually are, and and it's 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 sad to hear that, but. It just goes to show you how some people are trying to downplay 9-11 and say it wasn't as significant. It hasn't played as a significant role in our history uh, as uh, as we thought it did at the time. Uh, what I do, what I will tell you is this. It has changed so many things that we think about and things that we look at. Uh, it was a, a, a pivotal moment in our history. And, 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 and probably, in my opinion, one of the most important things was the fact that that was the last time when faced with national with a national crisis or tragedy we actually came together as a nation we weren't black people or white people we weren't men or women we weren't republican or democrats uh we were americans and uh we decided that we were not going to allow this to go uh unanswered and uh i long for those days because as we have faced uh, a few crises since then up to and including covid 
um, that uh, unfortunately partisanship and many, many other issues uh, have actually divided us as opposed to bringing us together. And that, that's kind of sad, but it is the world we now live in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it's a different world, but we're, uh, we're going to keep driving forward. We're going to keep yes, driving sir. forward. Yes, we are. Most definitely, we're going to continue driving forward. Now, one of the things that we're going to be driving forward with is, well, the economy. Uh, yesterday was a very interesting day because uh, at the same time that uh, President Biden was touting the success, uh, the successful passage of his Inflation Reduction Act. That's right, Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, Mike, does, not, does absolutely nothing to reduce inflation. Uh, the Dow was plummeting. And the interesting reason why the Dow was plummeting, well, it was because of new news on inflation. That's right, inflation has continued to rise despite the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, which we've already said does actually nothing to reduce inflation. But uh, it just it seemed to make a very odd backdrop, Mike, for uh, for his celebration. Uh, once again, Dow plummeting. Uh, as uh, inflation continues to rise at record levels. And the interesting thing about this time, Mike, is that they noted that, it, it, first of all, when you took out fuel prices, it, it still continued to rise beyond, beyond uh, 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 normal inflation. In fact, the greatest sector where, where costs have gone up is food, 13% year over year. Yeah, yeah. Take a trip to the grocery store and tell me you don't feel that, right? It happens every day. Uh, yeah, listen, this guy's got no clue, Craig. No clue at all. I went to drop twelve hundred and seventy-six points uh, yesterday. Uh, I haven't looked at it in the last couple hours. I know as of around lunchtime, it was down to uh, down another hundred points. Uh, I have to go check. I'll check before the end of the show. Uh, so it's it's you know it's continuing to fall. This guy has no I, no clue, no clue. You know, it, it, it fell because of the posted. The posted inflation numbers. All right, that's that's why it's the stock market is where the uh, the, the average uh, consumer can be can can be viewed as their confidence in our economy. All right, um, it's it's a it's a daily indicator uh, of, of the confidence in our financial structure, uh, and it's and it's not there. I know. Listen, I know there's 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 your TDS sufferers out there right now talking about uh, President uh, former President Trump who had. Oh, he had like ten of the world's greatest stock drops. Uh, what he what he did was he had the largest points total drop on ten days. Remember, this, the, it's over thirty thousand. Uh, also, though, followed by those uh, those losses under President Trump were then the ten greatest raises ever, and it was in, like within a day or two because the man knew how to. Uh, you know, get into the financial district and the business system and 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 reinstill consumer confidence within 24 hours. This guy, the current president, he doesn't have a clue. He has no idea what's going on. Well, and, and ultimately, ultimately, politicians, in particular the president, uh, they seem to think that, first of all, they don't create jobs. You do absolutely, government does, does creates absolutely nothing. They don't have the ability to create anything because let's just be real. They don't have any money. The money they have is our money, the people's money. But what the government can do is this. They can get out of the economy's way. They can get out of the way of the free market and let the free market do what it does. Now, what you had in the case of President Donald Trump was when he came in and we had abysmal growth, growth rates uh, under, under Obama before him, who basically said that, yeah, 
uh, 2% growth is the new norm. What Donald Trump did was he came in and through regulation, through changing regulation and taxation, he got the government out of out of the free market's way. All of a sudden, we were creating yeah. jobs and had record low unemployment. All right, we saw American jobs. Yeah, American yeah. jobs. We saw family incomes going up for the first time in forty years, right? And then along yeah. comes along comes Joe Biden, implementing Obama era two po uh, policies. And the economy crashed, right? And it's, it's funny how they just, they the Democrats want to completely and utterly ignore, ignore the fact that he implemented these policies and that's in fact what happened was the economy crashed. Um, the inflation started going through the roof. Gas prices started going through the roof. And you can look at the exact direct policies that they implemented that caused it. But yet they don't want to own it. For some reason, they still want to try and blame Republicans and Donald Trump. Well, guess what? We don't run anything. We don't. The Supreme Court, maybe, and Republicans didn't run that. Constitutionalists run that. But they still want to continue to blame us. Yet, uh, I, I just, once again, I just thought that the backdrop of him celebrating his Inflation Reduction Act uh, that doesn't reduce inflation and the fact that, that, that we're now looking at, you know, record, still continuing to look at in, record inflation rates as the election approaches. Um, I'm hoping, it, it's kind of a, uh, how shall I say, it's kind of encouraging to see CBS News reporting on that. Um, I'm I, now I wasn't I wasn't listening to the story, so I right now, so I don't know exactly the exact context. But I'm guessing they're blaming a bunch of other things and not actually the president's policies. Yeah, you know, and sooner or later they're going to run out of stuff too. And they're going to be like, and 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 the, the stocks fell because a raccoon got on the floor and chased everybody off. They're, exactly, they're going to come up with something stupid. Yeah, they yeah. will most definitely come up with something stupid uh, as they normally yeah. actually do because that's what they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving yeah. right along. Do, 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 do. New York City. New York City. New Get York away. City. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they are, they are facing a, a crisis in the city of New York dealing with their, uh, dealing with their shelters. Uh, evidently, the flood of immigrants, of new or, or of, of those who have crossed the border illegally, otherwise known as uh, illegal immigrants, uh, to New York, uh, has has led for has uh, the flood of immigrants has helped to lead to the worst New York City shelter failure in more than a decade. Now, Mike, they have a law there in New York that says that uh, you're supposed to. It's mandated that they're supposed to find provide shelter for every. Every male over the age of 13. I mean, if you need shelter, they're supposed to and they're required to provide it. And they failed to, for the first time in more than a decade, actually meet that goal and provide those beds. And that's because, Mike, there were a grand total, a grand total of 7,300. That's right. 7,300 uh, illegal immigrants that were shipped to New York City from the southern border states. Mike, uh, how can they be asked to deal with this flood of undocumented immigrants uh, being shipped to them so mercilessly from the southern border states? Yeah, listen, it's it's a city of nine million, right? And that's that's <laughs> just in the city proper. They're not even including the the, the burbs, right? Um, and it, it's. Their average daily rate of homelessness in the shelter. This is not the homelessness in the city. In the shelter 
is somewhere, you know, a uh, 40,000-ish that the city houses. Um, you know, the, the, the big reason I wanted to talk about this story, Craig, was, uh, uh, and again, you, you know, like the, evidently 7,300 overwhelmed them. They, they, you know, the, the city of 9 million, uh, you know, uh, was overloaded when 0.01% more of the population showed up. Um, so that, that was just too much for them to handle. Um, Craig, they have, and you nailed it, they have a, it's their own DHS. They call it the Department of Homeless Services. The Department of Homeless Services. So you hear, when you hear about uh, New York City's uh, DHS, that's what they're talking about. Um, it, um, the city mandates that the homeless, is it, 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 to have a home is a codified right. And so, Craig, David, you, that's, the, that's their exact language, that it's a, a codified right. So that means that their city council uh, voted in that everybody has the right to shelter. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Craig, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I have the right to work, to earn a shelter, purchase a shelter, right? Don't, can, don't I have, I mean, I could pursue, uh, uh, I could pursue happiness. happiness, right? Right. Right. Uh, I'm not, gear- oh, look, I'm born New York City. Provide me with a home. Thank you. And the law is there that they must provide you with a home. They must provide you with shelter. Right. So, when you try to figure out why the the the, uh, the the tax rate in New York, the effective tax rate in New York, is was was fifty one percent before these latest latest inflation numbers, uh, you, you get an idea why. Uh, you, the, everything there is regulated. Everything there is 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 the government's responsibility. Everything, right? Yep. Uh, I think the only thing that ever got tossed out there was the was the damn soda bill that uh, Bloomberg tried to put forward back in the day to regulate this. Too much sugars. You're going to rot your teeth. Uh, uh, you know, so, uh, Craig, that, this, this is what it sounds to me about this, is that, again, that it's, it's, it's been so long now that it's there that it's ingrained that this is normal for them, that right. they must have a Department of, uh, of Homeless Services in order to, to house everybody. Oh, and by the way, this city doesn't own 40,000 beds, Craig. They, they go out and they take the city's money which is the people's money mm-hmm. and they go rent out hotels yep. and they just take the whole thing over or they take yep. over a gymnasium and put beds in there it's it's money out of these people's pockets so when you, we say things like and we i know we joke about it with california you need to move out of there you need to move out of there uh, these the people there literally can't afford to get out of there they they what well, no they, 50, they Craig, if you came to my door and said i'm taking 51 percent of your money i'd shoot you in the face that's a robbery. That's what that is. <laughs> that okay. is robbery. But when the government does it, well, it's yeah. called redistribution of wealth, or it's called, you know, equity. There you go. It's called equity yeah. when the government does it. Uh, they're, they're broke. Listen, the mayor up there is trying to cut 3% more from everybody's budget because they have to pay for more of these items that are that are, that are spreading throughout Well, and, and they're York ruining City. the taxation because here's the thing. Even though they're paying for those rooms, they're probably not paying the taxes that go into it. The other thing that they're not paying is for the loss in customers because here's what's going to happen if all of a sudden the hotel that i was staying that i'm staying at all of a sudden you know a third of the rooms or even a quarter of the rooms are now occupied by the homeless um there's a good chance i'm not staying at that hotel anymore right yeah (laughs) there's a good chance at the very least uh, the ratings for that hotel are going to go down and all of a sudden they're not going to have the level of clientele uh, that they once had at that particular hotel, which means they're going to charge less. 
uh, and they're going to in, in, and thus earn less and eventually wind up going out of business. That's the world that uh, folks like New York and policymakers there in New York uh, are having. Uh, and, and, it's, and that's why, by the way, people are leaving New York City in droves, just like they're leaving San Francisco and Los Angeles in droves. And they're going to places where the economy is better, where there's more freedom, where they have more control over their resources. But Mike, the challenge that I always have with that is this, is that they go or they're going to those places and then they're electing the same exact idiots to office. Listen, yeah, and, and we, we have to have the conversation with those people. Listen, when you, when you leave, don't worry when you get here, we'll show you where the good pizza is. I'll show you where they make the nice bagels. And then that's all you need to know. That's, that's all you need to remember about New York. But forget your politics, okay? Because your politics up there is why you ended up down here. Well, uh, you the, know, Craig, uh, I was going to say, one of the best sayings, I, one of the best memes I ever heard was say, for those of you who are leaving, who are leaving a place, who are leaving one place to another, remember, you are a refugee, not a missionary. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's very true. Uh, also up there in the city, New York Times, that's where their headquarters is. New York Times, obviously, in New York City. They, they're they having a, a battle with their workers. I don't know if you've, you've been following this one. Uh, that, so there's 50, about 1,500 people that work there, you know, reporters, uh, photographers, you know, editorial staff, or just regular, you know, administration staff. And they uh, have yet, Craig, to go back to work after COVID. Um, you want to talk about being woke, right? Well, we're we still not going back. We're not going back. So they've they've kind of agreed upon the union and the New York Times there that maybe about three days a week is what we expect them to be in the office. It's not mandatory, but this is what we'd like to see. Uh, and the workers have said, listen, we're not coming back because it's too expensive now. Inflation is so high that we want an 8% raise. We want a 5% uh, you know, cost of living increase. We want our salaries to go up commensurate with the inflation rate. And the New York Times is saying, um, we didn't create the inflation rate. You know, listen, we'll, we'll give you the standard raise or the standard cost of living, and that's it. And these these people are refusing to go back to work because, well, what, one, Craig, here's a big one. I'm sitting at home three years later. I'm still lazy. I don't want to go back in. We talked about this. I told you folks that this was going to happen. People wanting to go back to work and bosses saying, you know what? I'm not paying for you to sit at home on your ass anymore because I don't, I, you know, I can't control your time or control your productivity. Uh, I said that was going to happen. We talked about that. But, Craig, right. the, the, this, the union, again, the union, right, and the people in the union are blaming the New York Times for the inflation rate. They, they don't well, even know who's but, at fault but, for it. But, we but have the number the one reporting agency in the world, right? Yes. And they can't even figure out where the inflation's coming from. Well, no, here's the reason why I, I agree with them in blaming the New York Times, because they're the ones that have promoted the politicians that have put in place the policies that have right. added to the inflation. So I'm like, but, but what's funny is it's the union and you're there, by the way, their members who are the ones who've been doing it. Yes. So, you know, yes, but it, again. No, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you there. But, yeah. but the, the people here. They have no idea. They'd be like, well, it costs more to live now, so you have to pay us more. And right. that's their no. thought. It's not, you know, well, you know but that, obviously the New York Times complicit in getting these people right. elected, but that's not that's not their argument. Their that, argument that's is, not how I want works. more money because it costs more to make. It that's not how, that's not how now, this yeah. works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. Because yeah. ultimately, and here's the thing, folks, for those of you who do not know, here's how it works. You get paid based on the value you bring to the table, Right. 
You get paid based on how much you earn for your company. Now, you could do the exact same work as someone else, but if people are reading their column and not reading yours, then the person whose column they're reading, the person whose column they're clicking on, the person for whom they are buying the newspaper for, they will make more money because they bring value. If no one wants to read your woke nonsense, then, uh, well, guess what? You make less money. That's kind of how it works in the, in the free market. So here's the deal. You want to make more money? Add more value. Bring more value to the table. Idiots. Yeah. I think, you know, they, so I, just, I just don't get it. How, how some people can't figure this out. Oh, look, it costs well, more to most live. People, most people don't understand basic economics. Right. Yeah. It costs more to live. So I'll spend more money and I'll be okay. And then you, know, you got to, everybody's got to belt crunch. Everybody's got to resist. Everybody's got to fight. You got to do whatever you got to do. But it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's not, not, it's nonsensical the, the way it, they in, come up with their plan. And, uh, in, in, and, and instead right now of, in New York, yeah. Instead of a so dozen right now, streaming services, yeah. maybe you cut it back to two or three, right? Yeah. Instead of having a, instead of going to Starbucks every morning and getting yourself a, a, a five dollar latte, maybe you drink some Folgers Instant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Instead, yep. Yep. It, it ain't With hard. It's, not, it's really yeah. not hard to figure out. You know, instead of driving right. your Mercedes, if that's what you're driving, instead of driving that, maybe you go get you a Ford. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's 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 just what's going on with New York. You know, the concern for me, listen, it's 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 home. I don't go back there anymore, but it's home. Uh, is that uh, uh, you know, when when Rome falls, the city of Rome falls. You know, the rest of the country falls as well. And whether you know the politicians sit down in the White House in D.C. or you, you you're out there in La La Land and you think you you mean something to the rest of the country, New York's the capital of this of this uh, uh, of this country, and it's the financial capital of the world. So. You know, right. if we continue to dig and dig and dig and take people into 60 and 70 percent, uh, you know, effective tax rates, it, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. Exactly. Now, Mike, we're going to we're going to rush through these next few. But I, I wanted to. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, one of them I think we're going to do this next one. I want to make sure we hit where Gen Z goes to Congress. I think based on time, I don't know if we're going to get to that one. Uh, especially because I want to make sure that we hit our uh, <laughs> that we hit our parting shots today. Yeah, we could we could talk about Gen Z tomorrow. That'll work. We'll yeah. talk about Gen Z tomorrow. But I want to highlight, and the reason why, especially you know, you being our our in house military expert, I wanted to kind of hit on this uh, this contrast in military leadership. Uh, now, this first story represents the wokeness that we are seeing right now, and this is in the Department of Defense. Now, I expect this every place else. Right. I expect is every place else in federal government because of who our president is. Uh, and but but I don't expect this in the Department of Defense. And here you have a woke Department of Defense uh, defect defense uh, Department of Defense equity chief writes anti white posts and says, quote unquote, she's exhausted with these white folks. Now, Mike, I really I mean, I just, I, I don't even need to tee this one up for you. I just need to just go. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's, they're, they're so woke there that they, uh, that they hire, uh, uh, you know, somebody that hates them. Listen, how do you do this interview process? You're like, uh, ma'am, we, we're considering you for this employment. employment. I hate you. Okay, um, that's good. Um, and how would you, what, what's, your, what's your best assets? I hate you. Uh, whitey, 
And so they hired her. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I would have loved to have been on that interview. Uh, just, just all, oh, I hate you, white. You, uh, you, for, you know, you and, forgot, you forgot, crack it. Crack ass, crack it. Crack, crack, crack <laughs> ass, crack it. You forgot yeah, that. Well, that's Southern that whitey. Part. That's just, that's a Southern whitey. So that's, yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's what, when, 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 when Senator Graham asked a question, she, that's how she answered him. I crack ass, crack it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you know, and, but Mike, here's um, the thing. I, I, there is room for criticism of, 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 uh, of leadership. There really is. And sometimes you have to call out leadership. And I get that. But what she's doing in this particular case, um, she is, first of all, specifically targeting people based on their race. Uh, she is doing nothing and adding nothing, quite, quite honestly, except hatred and division uh, to our military. She's not bringing the military together. She's actually creating massive division there within the military. Yeah, listen, it's it's one of those things. Like, I, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm gone, you know, from that part of it, uh, and I got to watch it, uh, you know, four years actively under the Obama administration, and then I got to watch it be brought back four years under the Trump administration. Now to only have it take another nosedive again, it's a, it's it's listen, you're trying to deal with uh, you know 20 years worth of deployments and, and you know combat uh, outings, um, having to deal with that when you get back to the rear just just makes you want to you know, stick your, uh, stick your boot in your mouth and chew on that. Right. Cause there's nothing else good going on. Uh, it's a, it's horrible. It's horrible. You know, to be faced with uh, poor military leadership, uh, because listen, the upper ranks are, 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 you know, are the, the partisan, whether you think it or not are, are partisan, you know, they, they know that to get those stars on their shoulder, they've got to be nominated by the white house and they've got right. to be uh, confirmed by the Congress. So well, they're but- not putting them on. So, you know what's really without, you know what that was encouraging one on one with their policies. Yeah. You what's know what's that? encouraging though, Mike, is that there are people out there what's who are it? in the military, at least who were in the military, who are willing uh, to risk that promotion in order to stand up for what they believe uh, is right and and the direction that they that the military should be going. And that's why I call this a contrast in military leadership, because you might remember yeah. the former uh, U.S. Marine uh, who opened yeah, up publicly. Uh, and criticized and basically put, I mean, he put his career on the line uh, in order to, uh, in order to talk with folks about, in order to share with people the, uh, his concerns about what was going on in the military. Let's just listen a little, real quick, a, a little bit about his story. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Stu Scheller. Stu Scheller served 17 years in the United States Marine Corps, did five combat deployments, worked his way up to Lieutenant Colonel, and earned a master's degree in foreign diplomacy. But most of the country knows him for this. I demand accountability. A video he posted online slamming military leadership for its response in Afghanistan. I'm getting more frustrated as I'm watching these decisions. Then at the end of June, when they made the decision to leave Bagram Air Base, I mean, that was the, the biggest mistake they could have ever made. And so Afghanistan evacuation for me was just the punctuation mark on really my whole career of a slow building, this doesn't make sense, and questioning why we were doing things the way that we were doing. But August 26th, when the 13 service members were killed, I was so frustrated that I started writing on my computer as an outlet. Scheller says he thought somebody needs to speak what he wrote. And that's when it hit me, like, maybe I should make a video. The ramifications of it were clear to me. So, like, I drove home, and I'm thinking, and, like, I was pacing in front of my house, like, if I post this, it's going to upend my whole life. Is it worth it? I was like, maybe I should sleep on it. And 
ultimately I knew if I slept on it, I wouldn't do it. So before I walked in the house, I hit post. Scheller risked his job, his retirement, his family stability. After the first post, he had a choice to make. I could take my lickings for that one video, apologize, go sit in a cubicle, be hidden, be silenced, have to apologize, back away from my statements, or I double down and say, no, I believe in the content of my statements. I'm not backing away from this. He doubled down. People are upset because their senior leaders let them down. Made more statements, violated a gag order, ended up in the brig, and had his mental state questioned, something Scheller says had never happened before. I missed the birth of my first son. Like I've killed people. I've missed every funeral of every grandparent, and my mental health was never challenged. You only challenged my mental health when I said something that spoke out against the establishment. Scheller says it was never. So here's the guy who, what I appreciate about it is, is that he was speaking out, number one, because they put his fellow servicemen at risk. Number two, they put what they claimed was the mission at risk and really was not challenging, uh, was really challenging the decision and the decision-making process. Um, and by the way, you know what? He put his career. He put his career on the line, and it was a, it was worth it enough to him uh, to stand up and, and 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 give up and lose his career. And you know, quite frankly, and and I think you and I talked about this before. You know, it was handled properly, probably according to the military processes and things like that. Probably shouldn't have done it, but he felt it enough. He felt it necessary enough to stand up, say it, and put it at risk and suffer the consequences. You know, Craig, I believe in doing the right thing all the time. Right. Sometimes doing the right thing is not the thing in the policy manual. So that's what he was faced with also. Um, I, you, I mean, you want a prediction, Craig? I'll give you a prediction. Mm -hmm. January 20th, 2025, he's either the Secretary of the Navy or back on active duty as a general officer. <laughs> or a member of Congress. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't stoop that low for this gentleman. No, he needs, oh. he, he needs a real job. Yeah. Well, let's see his book. I know he's got a book coming out, so um, I'm real actually real interested yeah. to kind of read his book, and I, I really want to read about how everything was handled. But, folks, once again, this is a guy. Now, now keep in mind the 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 director of equity and inclusion. Chances are she probably is putting abs put absolutely nothing, positively nothing, at risk in order to uh, in order to say what she said. In fact. If uh, they laid her off or they let let her go because of it, I'll bet you she would just step up and sue yeah. him. Yeah, yes, exactly right, exactly right. You know, Craig, we're, we're like I we said, folks, we're going to skip the uh, the Gen Z story. We'll do that one for tomorrow. And I I think as we get into parting shots, don't we have that that video of the, the her band? I think that was was that her uncle or her father that was in that band? I believe I believe it was her father who was in that band. Once again, as, as we move forward to okay. the parting shot. Uh, one of our parting yeah. shots. Trying to, uh, yeah, this trying to one, figure folks, out where she gets this ideology from, you know? Exactly. This is exactly where she gets this ideology. This is exactly where she gets this ideology from. Let's go there. Hit it, fellas. <laughs>
Oh wait, it gets better. <laughs> But we really don't care, we just want money, money, money. We want to drive in that big black limousine. Get so high up ganja, we can't even see. <laughs> That is the that is the anthem for the new diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, uh, movement, uh, because quite frankly, we've seen with Black Lives Matter and, and them stealing millions of dollars uh, for their own personal ten million dollars, ten million yeah. dollars came out last their, week, ten million right dollars. for their own personal gain. Uh, yeah. Yes. So anyway, that is their that is their uh, uh, direction. Now, a couple of, there are at least two other. Uh, Two other parting shots I want to make sure we include before we tune out. The first one has to do with inflation. Uh, just so y'all know, uh, this is Biden falling up, <laughs> falling up the stairs, and it shows the the progression of inflation. Now, remember, now all I will point to you is in the very beginning, January 2021, 1.4 percent. Right, that is still in the middle of COVID. Just so y'all know, so you can't blame COVID. And then, sure enough, it goes up 2.6, 4.4, 5.5. Until eventually it starts hitting into the eights and nines and continues to uh, continues to rise going into the final years. And the last but one. Now, now, Craig, when you when you look at that, it, it, here's how they're going to play it. August is down 0.2 percent. Inflation's down 0.2 percent. Oh, yeah, uh, oh no, no, that's exactly well. They, they, just like the month before, they said, well, inflation is down. Well, be, yeah. it's down 0.6 percent. No, no, no. Here's the yeah. problem. It just didn't rise as much. <laughs> as it normally had. And by the yeah. way, just so y'all know, all those numbers are on top of one another. Just so you know, just so you recognize. Yeah. Now, the yeah. next parting shot we have here uh, is I saw this and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, so now we see it's a, basically it's a, it's a mug. It's a white mug uh, that's, it, that's got the Florida. And instead of just having Disneyland, for those of you who are just listening, uh, it's it's basically got the whole state of Florida with the little flag over it, and it says DeSantis Land. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. But who in the world would spend money on this thing? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm sorry. Hey, I didn't know I was coming back that quick. So, all right. Mike has got his little DeSantis Land mug. Anyway, folks... <laughs> It was a lot of fun today, but Mike, before we go, got to give one more shout out to our sponsors. Let's say uh, hi to our good friends at the Hitman Industries, hitmanindustries.net. Go out and make a, get yourself a barrel for your own personal AR build. Uh, they got uppers as well. Check them out, hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly, please say hi to them and uh, maybe loan them a few dollars. Then go over to uscombatgear.com and get you some awesome tactical gear. Phenomenal, folks. Once again, links in the description to this program. Check them out. Let them know that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. And with that, we're going to call it a day. It is no longer going to be hump day tomorrow. We will be back on Thirsty Thursday. We'll holler at you then. Mike's looking thirsty. <laughs>